Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Acts chapter 15 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition, review key takeaways, and end our session with a prayer. The Council at Jerusalem Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, Unless you're circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way, and as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders, to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question, and after much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago, God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we're saved, just as they are. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul, telling them about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished, Jane spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose the people for his name from the Gentiles. The words of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it is written, After this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruin I will rebuild, and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things, things known from long ago. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God, Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. For the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest times, and is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. The Council's Letter to Gentile Believers Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, men who were leaders among the believers. With them they sent the following letter, the apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friend Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we're sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we're writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. 
You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You would do well to avoid these things. So the men went off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for it encouraging messages. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After spending some time, they were sent off by the believers with the blessings of peace to return to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord, and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him, because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted ways. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This is the end of Acts chapter 15. So here we see the church really struggling, trying to sharpen what the faith was and what exactly should be the practices for the Gentiles versus the Jews. And they realized that they didn't need to put all the Old Testament requirements onto the new Christians, that really Christ had fulfilled these Old Testament and that he brought to us a new covenant. And therefore, instead of burdening the new believers with these, with this yoke of circumcision and other practices, they chose to free them and to acknowledge that God had freed them and that God was saying that belief in Jesus and 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 his resurrection was all that was needed for them to be saved and for the Holy Spirit to descend upon them. So let us pray. Father, thank you so much for showing us that we don't need to follow all these rules outlined in the Old Testament. We don't need to burden ourselves with practices and definitely avoid idol worshiping. That, Father, you came and you gave your life, and with that single act, that most powerful act for someone with no guilt, sinless, to take on the burden of this world, all the sins, that alone will wipe out our debt forever. And all we need to do is believe in you. So let us understand that we're free to live our life and we just need to follow you. We just need to obey you, Lord. We need to know that we are Christians who are free we are Christians who are empowered by the Holy Spirit, by our faith in Jesus Christ, to just praise you without anything in between, any practices and sacrifices and um, definitely not idol worshiping, but just to be free, to be free to love you and for the love to flow freely from you, the pure love out of your heart to us. So, Father, let us also be vessels to others of this love. Let us not impose on them our worries and our fears and our terrors. Let us just accept people and know that they're on their path, that you put them. And so, Father, we commend our family, our friends, our loved ones to you. Because we know you, you created them. You have a plan. You have a purpose for them. And there's not a lot we can do. 
we need to surrender our belief that we can control things, that we can manipulate things, because Lord, everything has a plan, a godly plan. And so we just surrender this to you, Father. Do your will, not our will. In Jesus we pray. Amen. This includes today's reading and interpretation of Acts chapter 15. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.